We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We should hear from Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Rasheed Rice coming up in just a few minutes. As we await them joining the podium. Did you guys get your Peacock subscription uh, for uh, Saturday's uh, Bills-Chargers game? That's a great selling point for it. I mean, I'm not paying for a subscription to watch the Chargers play football. That's for sure. Well, I think that they had high hopes for this game. Well, probably did before the season started. Peacock was probably loving this. Probably every analyst on Peacock was predict, you know, predicting a Chargers division win at that time. Let's head out to the podium here from head coach Andy Reid. All right, um, we've got a couple guys that are sick. Uh, Nick Bolton sick, and uh, Camp Jones is sick. We had, we had a couple last week, so it's going through a little bit. And then uh, McKinnon with a groin won't practice today. Tony uh, with a hip strain won't practice today. Before the uh, challenge of playing the Raiders, uh, they're playing good football. Uh, Antonio has done a, a real nice job uh, with that group, and they're playing hard. They've got good scheme offensively and defensively um, and so uh, and special teams for that matter um, so we've got to have a good week good week of practice um, and that that starts today so anyways with that time yours what was it brought to your attention that the balls weren't the right weight and how could that impact play you know Ted told I mean I did I didn't there was I don't know anything about it you know I'm walking down and he mentioned it to me so um, I, I don't think, uh, I'm not worried about all that. Andy, you didn't get any concern, or I guess, from, from Harrison or... Oh, this is the first I heard. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 <coughs> uh, just kind of a housekeeping question on McCall. He's passed his four-week window. Yeah. Is he close to getting... Yeah, so he'll be, he'll be out there. He's got, he's got oh, 21 days, I think it is, so... Um, he'll be out there today and um, and get some work in. Just see, he's, see how he does. Richie and uh, Justin they look like they might be set for return or more plays, as you said on Monday. Yeah. When you evaluate that, how much do you feel you can get those guys integrated? Yeah, well, we'll see. We, I'm a, they've got a few plays in. We'll just see, you know, see where it goes. Um, but they're, you know, they're ready to go. It's just. See what see how it works out. Andy, yeah, was, uh, regarding Sky Moore, uh, is there a sense he could be back if you guys keep playing yeah. long enough? Or yeah, there's a, there's a chance. There's a chance. I think uh, tender. It's been you know he, he's a tough kid, so he battled through it there for. You like the idea of playing on Christmas Day? Yeah. So listen, I've I'm once you're in the season. Every day is it's the same. I mean, yeah. You know, today today is Wednesday, but it's Thursday. You know, so I mean, we're we're programmed. But um, I think it'll be neat for um, the fans, and um, I got, you know our guys are excited, and I'm sure the Raiders are excited. So yeah. it's different Monday night at noon. That's different. You know. And one of the things the Raiders did obviously gets the, the Chargers to turn the ball over pretty aggressive and getting turnovers. How cognizant are you guys to be, especially with this group, yeah. with uh, how they're after you know, yeah. turning the ball out? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they're they're great at that. I mean, they uh, uh, you you better keep it high and tight. You know, we've had a couple that have popped out, and uh, you know you know they're gonna go after the ball, um, but they do a nice job. They do a nice job uh, doing that. 
Go ahead. I was going to say the ability to win the division this week, how much is that part of the pregame conversation? Yeah, the, the main thing is getting ready. And, and you know that, um, you know, they, they're still alive. I mean, so um, and then it's the Raiders versus the Chiefs. So you just got to get ready. You don't have to really talk about all the other stuff, but it's, uh, you know, it's one of those Raider Chief games. So. Coach, I don't, I don't ask this to get you in any more trouble, but uh, the NFL kind of gave you a lump of coal with, with the fine after the, the Bills game. Um, is that just the cost of doing business from sometimes with what you have to say? In well, you week? take that coal and you make diamonds out of it. But I appreciate the setting me up. <laughs> another game in New England where you failed to score in the fourth quarter and then go to dead last in the league in the fourth quarter. How do you finish games? Yeah. yeah, we've got to do better there. Um, um, and I mean, the bottom line is you got you have to take, you have to score. You have opportunities. You got to score. With Isaiah, just how eager is he to get back in the mix? Are you expecting it to be kind of a, a full workload for for him in, in his return here this week? Yeah, I think it'll be a yeah full workload. Um, but you know, with that, we've got you know backup relief if he needs to come out. So Clyde, I mean, can. We've got all kinds of confidence in Clyde, so stepping in. Again, you, since we talked to you on the Zoom on Monday, we learned that Buddy had passed away. Thinking of the old Raiders, Chiefs games, yeah. memories of. Yeah, that's why I was going to finish this. Uh, uh, you know, my, our hearts go out to the family. What a great player, um, both he and his son. So I mean, they're. Um, but yeah, Ed was a great, a good person. He would show up for all the different events, and uh, he'll be missed. Yeah, what a, what a good good football, but tough guy. Yeah. All right. Coach, you, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Coach, you've had guys that have made mistakes on the field and um, going through slumps. What is it that, that tells you that the guy's going to be, you're going to need him you know, going to the end of the season? Is it your experience as a coach or just your understanding? They will need who? Who did you say? Just if, if any player, just in general. Say, give it to me one more time. So you've yeah. got guys that have gone through slumps. Yeah. Have yeah. Made mistakes. Yeah. Um, throughout seasons, what is it about you that says, say, I'm going to Yeah, somebody, you know, listen, uh, if they're young, they, you take a little step back, you, you know, have a chance to take steps forward. So um, and that's how it goes. And you're going to have ups and downs in this business. It's a pretty tough sport, you know, and there are a lot of people that are, you know, going to put their opinion out there, along with the coaches and players, you know, everybody, everybody's got an opinion. So, um, but you got to, you got to, you know, you, you keep working. Andy, um, how would you assess? You're, you're so known for coaching the coaches, right? Um, how would you just assess first year for guys like Todd Beeston and obviously Connor um, and other guys throughout the year? What you try to get out of the assistant coaches to help the guys on the field? Yeah, they're doing a good job. The young guys they've got. Uh, Todd's a little different. He's got guys that's pretty uh, veteran group there, um, but. Um, I mean, Connor, uh, look at Rice, and that kind of tells you the, uh, gives you the answer to that, that part of it, but um, in his production, so. All right. Thank you. That was head coach Andy Reid here on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City, KCSP Kansas City, WDAFHD2 Liberty. Uh, no Tony and no Jarek McKinnon at practice. That's not, not of note. I mean, obviously, Jarek McKinnon has started to become a red zone threat for them. Again, Binky's got three touchdowns in the last four games. It's not a normal Thursday where I'd be a little bit worried about it. But if you were looking for the like, hey, is Tony going to miss a game just to kind of get his head right? He's out with a hip injury for practice today. Now we have to spend the next couple of days monitoring what that looks like for the Chiefs. Because if there's no Tony and no McKinnon, that means those opportunities are going to go to guys like Richie James. And what they do with them upcoming against the Raiders will be vital for how they handle probably wide receivers the rest of the year. Yeah, it's going to be crucial for the Chiefs down the stretch and then get into the postseason. McKinnon, this is what he does. This is what he shines, man. It's, I, I don't have any doubt about him. I, I do think he'll practice tomorrow. I do think he gets in. This growing thing's been kind of going on back and forth with him all year. Let's head back out to the podium and hear from Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the offensive linemen, just mm -hmm. the, the story behind all that, the idea to get them those and how excited they were. Yeah, I actually, so I got that, that golf cart, the club car, uh, golf cart at home, and I was like, man, this is sweet. Um, and I was thinking of ideas, and I wanted to change it up from what I've done in past years, and 
I figured I'd, I'd get them something that I enjoy, and uh, I think y'all could see from some of the videos they they enjoyed it. They were going around Arrowhead, and I got a little nervous because I thought it was just gonna I was gonna ship them to where they were going. They're like, no, we need to get in them right now and, and take them take them for a ride. So I uh, know it, it's it's cool. I'm glad they enjoyed it, and uh, I mean it's part of the, that, that part of the year, and they do a lot for me, so I'm gonna take care of them as well. I am excited. Um, obviously, a little disappointed that I don't get to do the Christmas morning uh, when Santa comes with the with the kids. Um, but I get the I get that whole afternoon and uh, and evening. And so uh, to be able to to play on Christmas Day right after everybody wakes up, they get their gifts. Um, they're gonna turn the TV on. They're gonna see the the Chiefs playing. Uh, it's gonna be a, it's extremely exciting. A great opportunity. How much do those guys actually? Think? Yeah, so that, that's why I got the four-seater. There's only a couple of them that actually play golf. Um, and so that you have kind of – that that one actually does – it has a place for you to put your golf clubs if you, if you want to want to take it out to the golf course. But that's more for, like, the cruising around the neighborhood uh, type of golf cart. So I gave them the option uh, where they could do both, but I, I chose more the, the comfort over the convenience of being on the golf course. We've been kind of seeing the progress for Rasheed Rice over the past four weeks really breaking out. In your eyes, what's the ceiling for – yeah, I mean, he still he still's got a lot he can improve on, which is crazy to say. I mean, he's had such a great season. Um, but just, I mean, the little things that NFL receivers do. I mean, he's got the explosiveness. He knows how to run the routes. But there's such the nuance and and uh, the how you run the routes, how you set one route up to, to run another one. Um, but I, I'll say this. He's taken from the veterans, Marquez, um, I mean, from Justin Watson, from Travis. He listens and he learns as much as he can and tries to take that in. And I think that's why he's gotten better and better um, as the season's gone, uh, gone on. Patrick, you guys can clinch the division by winning this weekend. Um, you've got some experience with that. What does that do for the preparation, one way or the other? Anything? Does it make it more difficult? Was um, it easier? Not not necess not necessarily. I think you just have to take it like it's a like it's a game you're going up against the Raiders. We know how intense it's going to be. We know uh, this rivalry means to both sides. Um, it's going to be a great battle, and uh, we're excited for the opportunity to play at Arrowhead. And obviously, if we win, uh, we can clinch the division, and that's part of it. But at the same time, I think it's just when you go up against these two teams, go up against each other. There's another added uh, step, and and the the I don't want to say pressure, but the the momentum that we got to go out there and give everything we got. So, so it's not part of any conversation that you have locker room conversation. No, I mean everybody everybody understands it, um, but at the same time, it's uh, it's it's a game. I mean we have to go out there and play like just like every other game. Every game matters in this league, um, and so for us we have to put our best effort uh, forward every single time. But I mean that's something we talk about before the beginning of the year. Um, as our first goal is to win the AFC West. We understand it's a great challenge, and so um, we just have to come up with that mentality that we're going to do whatever we can to win this week, and that that will clinch our first goal if we can do that. Where has he sort of progressed the most in that three-game stretch, and um, how have you sort of tried to adjust to his blocking style? Yeah, I mean, I think the what you know is that he's a battler. He's someone that's going to go out there and fight the entire game. Um, he's getting better and better as far as technique and, and little things that we do within our offense and how Coach Heck wants it. Um, but I think uh, what you do know is that he's going to finish every play. Um, he's going to go out there, and, and if he loses a rep, he's going to come back that next rep with that mentality. He's going to win that one. And he's not going to let anything affect his uh, mentality. Um, and so uh, it's great whenever you can throw a guy in there like that, a young guy, and he steps up uh, to the plate and he, and, he, and, he, and he hits a base hit, man, or he gets a home run. I mean, he's, he's ready to go, and uh, whenever his number gets called, uh, he's going to be ready to, ready to play. Does the protection scheme change much at all when you add a new guy, especially when he's a rookie, when you know teams are blitzing you more than, than usual? Um, not necessarily. I mean, we, we stay on top of that stuff, and we try to be really like top top tier as far as picking up protections and stuff like that. Um, obviously, you have pass rushers. I mean, with ninety eight on the other side, you have to make sure you, you added some attention to him. Um, but their other guy, uh, fifty one, has been playing great too. So I mean, it's gonna be a great challenge for for us going up against this team and this pass rush. Um, but uh, I think uh, you just got to go out with the mentality of we're gonna execute the game plan and let the guys uh, win their matchups. Patrick, we saw some. Um, maybe frustration, disappointment, whatever, when the cameras were on you after the, the tip fall up to Kadarius. Um, the cameras are always on you. We don't get to see all of those things happen on the sideline. But where are you now with just trust and maybe frustration level with some of the things that have happened uh, you know, with, with him catching the ball? Yeah, I think in that moment I was frustrated at the, just the interception and giving the defense a short field. I mean, the defense was playing so well in that second half especially, and uh, I knew in that moment of the game you don't want to have turnovers and stuff like that. You want to either score, obviously first goal, but second goal is flip the field, let our defense play. And so I'm um, getting that turnover and short yard and getting them into a, a position where they're, they're – 
basically after one play touchdown or whatever that was. Um, I, that, that's on that's on us as an offense. And so there's not there's no added frustration towards any player. I mean, I know I know how hard these guys work. I've said it all year long. I see how they practice. I see how they work after practice, before practice, and I know that they're doing whatever they can um, to help the team out in the best way possible. And so. Um, they always know that I'm going to have that confidence, confidence in them. I'm going to keep firing the ball to them. That's just how I roll. Um, I, whenever I see the guy put in the work every single day, that I, I trust he's going to go out there and make the plays happen. So uh, that's just uh, the frustration, I think, was just over the whole situation, not necessarily directed at one person or another. I mean, you, know, you might not be able to answer this because it's maybe more a question for them, but what do you see from your receivers at their confidence level, too? Because, I mean, some of these younger guys have some ups and downs. Do they look like a confident group to you, especially the young ones? Yeah, I mean, I think they look confident. I mean, uh, yeah, they're they're joke they joke around they they're having fun at practice they're working their tail off they understand they want to be better I mean everybody does uh, we want to be the, the best that we possibly can be um, but at the same time I, I know those guys are going to make plays and I've seen them make plays on the biggest stage so I know that they have the confidence and know that they believe in in themselves as much as I believe in them. It's been limited looks but what do you think Richie James could provide you guys if they get a little bit more opportunity on offense? Yeah no I think he's done a great job with the the opportunities that he has had I mean, you've seen he's going to catch the ball get vertical break tackles um, be in the right spot at the right time um, and so I know coach was talking about we got to keep getting him more and more involved obviously the injury in the middle of the season hurt his kind of production um, but as he's gotten healthier and healthier you see we're trying to add him in as much as we can um, and I think the coaches are going to continue to do that because uh, he offers a, a different skill set um, he's a veteran guy that knows kind of where he needs to be at at the right time Patrick, the, the fine that you got for after the Bills game was a little bit heftier than players usually get for you know criticizing officiating. Did you get uh, some explanation from the league as far as that goes? And is this just kind of a cost of doing business for speaking your mind in a spot like that? Yeah, I mean, it, you you understand the consequences um, um, that they, they tell you before the year. Um, and so, obviously, I had outbursts on the sideline, um, and, and everybody saw it um, and on, on a big game. Um, and so there's going to be consequences to that. Um, and obviously, I got the fine. Um, and so now you just got to live with those consequences, learn from it, become better, better from it, um, and not try to let that happen again. Um, but uh, we kind of just kept it moving. I mean, we, we, that was a couple weeks ago now, and now we're just focused on the Raiders and how we can do whatever we can to beat them. Blair? You mentioned home run a little while ago. I wanted to get your thoughts on Royals moves. Big time, man. <laughs> no, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's cool, man. I mean, obviously since I've been here, uh, it's kind of been, it's been down, down a little bit. I mean, before I got here, I'm, I've talked to Travis a ton about it. How cool it was for those two World Series title runs. Um, a lot, obviously, a lot of the players uh, left, and now they're trying to rebuild that thing. You can see the young core um, and how talented those guys are. And now they just want to add the veterans, the veterans to come in and not only have their impact on the team, but the, they want to, them to influence that young core of how you do things the right way. Um, and I mean, uh, I think they have as good a chance as any to win in their division. I um, mean, it's going to be a great, great uh, season, and I'm excited to be able to be there and just see it. And I want to see the the decay. I want to see it packed, and and how those World Series runs were. And so I'm I'm super excited about it, obviously. And uh, hopefully, uh, we I'm not going to try to. I'm my owner, so I can't really say anything. But hopefully, we have Bobby Witt here for a long time. So uh, I'll say that. <laughs> just related to that, Patrick. Any of the specific moves that, that charged you up the most? I know I saw you flex on the Twitter uh, at one point. Um, any, a couple things yeah, I think know? just adding to the rotation. I mean, we have a lot of talented young guys. Uh, I mean, if, if you look at Reagans, you look at Singer. I mean, some of those other guys that uh, Chris that we just signed back. I mean, we got talented young guys, but to add those veterans, I um, mean, Waka um, and Lugo, guys that have done it in a lot of different places, know how to pitch, know how to um, teach other guys how to uh, how to take their games to the next level, and then adding some bullpen guys as well. I mean, I think uh, they've done a great job, and that's what their plan was. You could tell. They, I heard them talking about it, the GM talking about how, what the plan was, how they were going to go out and execute it, and they've done that. And so. Uh, I don't know what else is in the works. I don't know. I'm not that close, but uh, hopefully uh, we come into the the season with some momentum going, and we can go out there and start off hot and, and uh, finish even better. Last two, Sam and Steve. Patrick, obviously the first priority in these last three games is to win them, but just with it being late season, do you look to accomplish something else additional to, to best set you guys up for the playoffs? Um, you always want to be playing your best football going into the playoffs. Uh, I think that's what I've learned in my career is that uh, you can all, you can start hot, but you want to be playing your best football whenever you get to the playoffs because it doesn't matter what your record is at that point. I mean, it's just whoever plays the best football is who ends up winning the Super Bowl. And so, um, obviously, we did some good things in the last game, um, but I think if we can finish better, we started better finally, now let's finish better. And so let's put that complete game together. And um, I think uh, if we can do that um, and start getting better and better these last few games, um, we can get to the playoffs and be playing our best football, then uh, I think the AFC is wide open and we'll be able to go out there and try to find a way to get to the Super Bowl.
mentioned, we've had talk about going into the playoffs. You've had Jared Pop, um, now most recently Clyde, all that success this season. How beneficial is that? Yeah, I mean, it, they all have different skill sets, and they all do a great job of just being ready for the moment. Um, I think that speaks to the room. Um, it speaks to how much pride they have in not only one guy having success, but everyone having success. And you see it on the sideline. When you see the little snippets, I mean, they all want to score. They And they want the other guy to score as much as they, they want to score. And so that speaks to the type of room that they have, is that they want everyone to have success, and they're going to capitalize on their moment and be ready for it. Okay, was, that was Patrick Mahomes at the podium, obviously talking about his confidence with Kadarius Tony, who is out today with practice due to a hip injury, and maybe the fact that they could get the ball to Richie James more, which I don't think is out of the question. Some of the most interesting stuff there right at the end. Was Patrick Mahomes hinting at the fact that Bobby Wood Jr. is in serious extension talks? I, he said, with a big smile, well, I can't say anything, but I hope Bobby Wood Jr. is here a long time. He said it like he knew something was up. Yeah. He said it. He said it like a man who felt confident that Bobby Wood Jr. was going to be a Kansas City Royal for some time. I don't know for sure, Bink, but I, anybody else get that impression based on the way he's kind of got about that it? in myself. Very excited to talk about the Royals and with Bobby Witt. Uh, what a co-sign, though, for for the for the job that you know Gigi Piccolo has done. Is you got Patrick Mahomes answering questions and he's fired up about everything that's been going on. I mean, that's as good as he gets. Well, he is a this part is owner. Why he's got you, his money invested. This is in this, why you know? give the investment opportunities to yep. Patrick Mahomes. This is, I'm sure he paid. That's a why he was asked the Royals price. question. Some people might say, "What were they asking Patrick about the Royals?" Well, he's a vested interest in the Royals winning. Hmm. He had to go to Kelsey. That shows you how long Kelsey's been playing. But it says, "Yeah, guys like Travis were here in 14." Think about how long ago that seems. Travis 14 has been here a really long time. Yeah, Travis I know. Was feels here. like a different lifetime. Uh, Feels like a different lifetime ago. We'll talk more about that in just a minute, but I know everyone wants to hear from this man, Rasheed Rice at the podium. Rasheed, excited about playing on Christmas Day? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sound too excited. <laughs> this is another game, man. I, I read somewhere you had set some preseason goals. I think it was at the Combine. Um, do you remember what those goals were and how, what kind of progress you've made toward those? Um, truthfully speaking, uh, I don't really remember those goals anymore. Uh, it's just been a, a long season and kind of a blur for all those, you know, goals we had just because everything don't go as planned all the time. And, uh, I mean, maybe when I look back, I'll overcome, you know, all those goals. But right now, we're on to bigger things right now. Are you happy with your production so far this year? Yes, sir. Of course. Playing the Raiders for a second time, just your overall thoughts on, on facing that defense, which, you know, really had a good effort against uh, – the Chargers last time out? Uh, yeah, they got a great defense. Um, we ran a lot of plays against them. You know, this is our second time playing them, so uh, they should be, you know, prepared for a lot of plays that we have in store. And, uh, I mean, they have, you know, great film on us from this year. We have great film on them this year, so we're just going to get at it on Christmas Day. Do you embrace the fact that you're facing a team for the second time, the second time this season, and, you know, people are going to start noticing your name now. How do you embrace the challenge of people kind of looking out to you as kind of the guy Oh, we got we to gotta guard him now. How do you embrace that challenge? Um, just like I embrace every week, um, not letting the outside stuff get to me and knowing that if I'm handling what I have to handle in practice, then it'll take care of itself in the uh, games. Rasheed, the NFL season is a lot longer than college, right? Mm -hmm. um, who have you, I guess, pulled from as far as, like, that's in the locker room and talked about, like, your nutrition and just keeping your body right as you go into the playoffs? Uh, the vets on the team in general, we got – Guys that have been through the physical part, the, you know, a lot of running part, the mental part. So it's just, I have a lot of vets. So I can ask plenty of questions about that, you know, depending on what I'm feeling like. What's the best Christmas present you ever got? <laughs> um, I'll say the best Christmas present I ever got was a car from my dad. What was it? It was a Mitsubishi. It was my first car. <laughs> it was a Lancer. I felt like I was a uh, Fast and the Furious. <laughs> For your record uh, with the touchdown, you got that ball from Pat, right? Yes, sir. Um, he, he went and got it after just to make sure that you had it. I guess what did that moment mean, and, and I guess what, what are you planning to, to do with the, the ball? Um, I plan on, you know, putting the ball somewhere safe, you know, to where my kid can't play with it all the time. And <laughs> just, you know, just kind of, you know, cherish, I cherish that moment when it happened, but I look forward to many great moments, you know, with the team and with Pat, so. Yeah, was just talking about your progress. He, he mentioned that you even still have room to improve. No, no, he mentioned specifically, like, the little things and nuances. 
what do you see um, in your own game even this year where you can even get a little bit better ahead of the playoffs? Uh, truthfully speaking, everything. Um, I'm young, and I feel like every time I'm out there, you know, there's vets on the field all the time. So every time I'm out there, I'm looking to learn something from all those guys. So if it's the smallest thing or even if it's the biggest thing, I'm going to try to put it into my game as soon as possible. Anything else? Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. That's Chiefs rookie wide receiver Rasheed Rice obviously having a tremendous season, Bink. And, and I guess the crazy part is, what is in statistics will be is like 900 yard receiver, 850 yard receiver, whatever he's pacing for now, eight, nine touchdown guy. We think of him more than that because his last four or five game pace is more that of a 12, 13, 14, 110 touchdown wide receiver. And he's the only wide receiver they can actually rely on. He is. He's the only wide receiver they can rely on. Use your projections on the post game show this past week. When you, Went out with 161 oh, yeah. catches. If he, yeah. I don't think he's going to quite get. I don't that, think but. so either. I don't think so either. But the bottom line is, he's in that stratosphere. I love his attitude. You know, it's kind of like it is just another game. You know, it, that is. It's the focus that he has. He seems extremely focused, and I love the fact how he's really embraced this role with Mahomes. You know, being that guy, he was in a crowded receiver room with a bunch of guys, and a lot of people thought, okay, well, Mahomes is going to take every receiver and elevate him. But he came in as a rookie, man, just knowing this team needed him. Like, to know this team needed him in stepping up. Yeah. Like, I appreciate that. Because Yards Kai Moore and Kadarius, Tony, and MVS they didn't haven't performed. And he did. And he's embraced it. And keep this in mind, too. With This is a Mahomes guy. You know, so is Kai Moore. I get that. But, you know, like Justin Watson came in here. He'd won a ring already with uh, with Tom Brady. Richie James just came in here. MVS had already played with Aaron Rodgers. You know, he had this different cast of character. But Rasheed Rice, a homegrown guy that they go out and draft probably with Patrick in mind, but the fact yeah. that he's good uh, going forward in next year and the year after and always having him here and just showing the development he's shown, that's huge. What are they ends up being the number one receiver for the Chiefs or the number two at that point, whether they go out and get some sure. stud this year in the draft. Or just they, they have two really good number twos. You know, everybody doesn't have a top-of-the-rotation guy in baseball. Well, Sometimes you have so two good. great twos. And you heard this stuff before the season started about the uh, Sammy Watkins comparison. Because remember, Mahomes floated out the Rasheed Rice could be Sammy Watkins. Then they asked Rasheed Rice that. And yeah. he said, well, who said that? And they go, well, Mahomes said it. He's like, oh, he said it. And then he addressed it. Yeah. Because Sammy Watkins was a coveted guy by Red Beach. Like he wanted, it was Sammy was one of those guys he brought in initially because of the way he blocks, the way he conducts himself. And, and I gave the it's example. It's a good NFL count. During the regular season, Stephon Gilmore just come off defensive player of the year. That's who Belichick put to be on Sammy the whole game. That's how much he respects Watkins. And he plays that role with the tough guy. He's a good blocker, but yards after catch. Juju played that role with the Chiefs last year. Juju was an extreme guy as far as yards after catch. And that's something they're counting on with Rice. Put the ball in his hands, becomes an open field runner. I mean, he takes five-yard outs and goes 10, 15 yards with them. That's what makes him special. But just to just kind of feel the confidence. You know, you are the guy. Like, I hope that's starting to seek in. Like, hey, you're the guy, man. When you show up, you're wide receiver number one. Like uh, you are. You For the world champions, yeah. you're it. Yeah, for the defending world, the defending the MVP, champion. you're it. So he also talked about the gifts. Patrick Mahomes talked about the gifts. Yeah. He gives, he always gets it for the offensive line. He doesn't usually get like, I, maybe he does, but it's never the thing they talk about. No, and they're all jealous It's about never it. wide receiver gifts, but this would be a particularly tough year for that <laughs> because everybody's out here just laying down jokes anyway. The text line says, well, listening to Pat's press conference, driving down the road. Eight and six-year-old boys, still in pack, got the offensive line golf carts for Christmas. Didn't Marino give his receivers isotoners, remember? Yeah. Without hesitation, six-year-old says, I wouldn't give Kadarius Tony nothing. Oh, man. I mean, look, if we're doing naughty and nice list and we're going to do that topic, yeah, I'm going to tell you that Tony's not on the list. Those golf carts are sick, though, man. Dude, the offensive linemen, they were like, I, I like any gift that makes adult men, especially like adult football players, right? Like a genuinely like, oh, big, tough offensive line guys. Make them look like little children. And that's what yeah. it was. When they were cruising in the golf carts, they've all got these big cheesy grins on their face. They're doing donuts. Time of their life yesterday, right? When that little video came out. Yeah, and he's like, I was going to ship them to their house, but, you know, just they, wanted them they wanted to get, use them now, right? Does he still ship them to the house? Well, they drive them to the game. Well, they, well, they pull up with the trailer, then take them into the stadium. That would be cool. 
That would be cool. It would like, be just cool. put get a little spot in the the employee parking lot for them, just so they can at least cruise them down the tunnel for a minute. Just keep them here, and then just use them to go like the final 15, 20 feet. For what? Between the stadium and the practice facility? Yeah, those, those things, like you said, they're, they're, some are geared for golf. We can put golf clubs yeah. in them, but they're they're for driving around the neighborhood or tooling around. I think it's really common, especially in new developments. Like my brother's got a golf cart in his neighborhood, right? And I don't think he's the only one who drives yeah, you around. Be a different, uh, you got to be a different. Uh, in a different tax bracket? Get a, yeah. yeah. Different, different tax, tax bracket to have the golf cart in the neighborhood. Uh, well, I guess that qual- my brother qualifies <laughs> in there. And then my brother-in-law lives on a golf course, so logically he would have a golf that. cart. A lot of perks to that. Do you have one, Drew? Oh. I know. I don't have a golf cart. Dude, I, I, I would... do. I, I just I have a push cart for when I go golfing. I walk. Oh, I, you, I don't, you, I don't, you're a walker, huh? I am a walker because it's it's, it's extra exercise. Dude, I don't my, I don't even live in a golf cart neighborhood, but if somebody, I would use it all the time. Like down the street to the little park, I, all the time. Oh, load the dude, kids we, up we, with we, that? Dude, we would cruise oh, yeah. around. The, even if we weren't going anywhere, we'd just be joyriding out there if I had a golf cart. Are you kidding? I'd love it the same Put as Put a they shovel would. in the front of it? Snow snow plow with yeah. it. If oh, it's yeah. four, I don't I know if it's four wheel or all wheel. I don't know. Try if it's to rig the engine sure a little is. bit to pump up the speed a little bit. Oh yeah. You know? oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Have to do. Absolutely. I mean, even oh, if those it's just things like looked up- fast. Those things didn't look like standard <laughs> golf carts. Dude, even if it was up the street for like a bite of food, that's absolutely the thing to take. Kids want a happy meal. Yeah. And it's a summer day. Taking the golf. Let's cruise up in the golf cart. Let's do whatever, right? Absolutely, I would do it. I just can't. I don't think I can afford it. That's a great gift. That's a great gift. Those are probably afford it. Five grand? Did another quarterback do it too? Was it Josh Allen? Yeah, Some, Trevor see, Lawrence did it. Did Trevor Lawrence do it? He did. Weird year. Must have been the golf cart year across the league. <laughs> see how many more quarterbacks do it. Coming well, didn't up, Mahomes gave him golf clubs last year. He did. Okay. So now they got the golf cart to go with it. Yeah. Coming up in ten minutes, we'll talk about something Binkley has been noticing in different divisions and why the Chiefs' chance to clinch their division on Monday ends up being such a big deal. But first, let's get to all thirty-two. All thirty-two. Chance for us to talk about the other teams in the NFL and the stuff that's happening in the league. One thing stood out to me, and somebody made a really good point. I can also sometimes be critical of Josh Allen because I think he makes some critical mistakes in critical games. People will point out the things that I think are fair, and Greenboy pointed out. He's had a turnover in seven straight games. He's led the league in turnovers in totality over the last four years. Very real things about Josh Allen. Only Patrick Mahomes has won more games in the last four years. Only Patrick Mahomes has a better touchdown to turnover ratio from a total touchdown in a positive to total turnover ratio in the NFL. We make way too big of a deal about Josh Allen turnovers versus just how good he is as a quarterback. They should have won two more. Like we talk about the chiefs near misses and wins this year. They had 12 men on the field on defense in a game that they had locked up for a dub. The Bills should be a playoff team. They might not end up in the playoffs, but it is not Josh Allen's fault. I know that it's easy to pick on the other quarterbacks because they're not Patrick Mahomes and they don't just win the division every year. But get give me a break. Watch that man play for a couple of weeks and tell me that we don't make a little bit too big of a deal out of Josh Allen turnovers. Look, I've made some money this year on betting for him to have a pick, but it doesn't mean that he's not a great quarterback. Is there a bigger yeah, but guy than Josh Allen? You just talk about the interceptions or the fumbles. Yeah, but... He wins. Yeah, but he still throws touchdown passes. Is there a bigger yeah, but guy than Josh Allen? Probably not. You, you know, can fit any stat that fits your narrative with this guy. I still think that the coaching was the biggest issue for him. From the They had a top five offense and top five defense for three consecutive years, and they couldn't win a Super Bowl, couldn't get to a Super Bowl. Had a much That's better Sean McDermott's fault. That's more Sean McDermott's fault that they haven't won a Super Bowl or their GM's fault that they haven't won a Super Bowl than it was Josh Allen's, who's been playing great that entire time. Look at a playoff game he lost, Pink, in the 13-second mm. game. You know, it was Josh Allen's fault. He had a perfect passer rating. That man was incredible in that game. I always use the, the Andy Reid test and say, all right, would this guy win with Andy Reid? How many Super Bowl rings would Andy Reid have? Josh Allen had a Super Bowl Allen, ring. He Patrick would have Holmes. a Super Bowl ring. Maybe, maybe Patrick does in Buffalo, too. I don't know. <laughs> I think it. so. I think he's better than Josh Allen, so there's a chance that that 13 seconds wouldn't have happened. I was going to do something on the uh, Vikings switching to turf based on injury data, but I just saw this. Justina Henderson said Ben Johnson, Lions offensive coordinator, is sure. seeking at least or around $15 million per year. Oh, boy. As a Dude, head coach. what is it's, Andy Reid getting paid? If Ben Johnson's at, I thought Andy was like 12 or 13. Is he like 20? So, so what We don't know this, Andy's salary. That's why I'm asking. How they keep if, it quiet? If you I would are guess so, Cody. a guy that has head coaching experience in some way, shape, or form, or if you have experience like like Eric Bieniemy, what would, it, what would his asking price be? Or what is Dan Quinn asking for 
uh, as a head coach. How many co- if, if Ben Johnson gets paid, what does this mean for the other coaches like Andy or uh, John Harbaugh so, or Kyle Shanahan? I'd be like, excuse me, we, we need to have a contract negotiation talk now. Some of these guys, I'm sure Ben Johnson knows what these head coaches make, and that's probably why he's asking this. 15? Because the Chiefs is private. We don't know. We don't know what Andy Reid makes. Or Last we heard, Andy made like contract. Bill yeah. checks. Last I thought, we had heard like a rumor that Andy was making like 10, 12, 13 million, but that was like before the second Super Bowl and all that. Maybe Andy is making 20 a year. And I tell you this much, they know what those college coaches are making. How, how much so is Sean Payton making? He's making like 15 to 20 million dollars a year. And so if those guys are making that, I don't blame Bim Johnson, who will be the single hottest name in the entire offensive coordinator coaching cycle, won't he? There's yeah, no other former coach. He'll be one of the biggest names in the cycle. How bad How bad does this look? Even if if if, if they go 8 and 8 or 8 and 9 or 9 and 8 every year, 10 and 7 every year, he's not worth the 15 million. No. No. He has he has never coached. But if you're the Chargers and you want an offensive mind head coach, <laughs> is he? Also, here's the thing for these NFL owners. This is a lot like we talk about stadium stuff for like uh the Royals and stuff. Man, what they can afford fifteen million dollars a year? What is it? Doesn't cost against a salary cap. True. Throw the money into a well for yeah. all I care. Ben Johnson can ask whatever the hell he wants. Well, uh, Belichick supposedly makes twenty million a year, and we don't know what the secret contract was. Pete Carroll's well, like fifteen a year, so you'd be putting Ben Johnson right there at number two, which means Andy probably makes between fifteen million. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And Tomlin's at twelve and a half million dollars. McVay fourteen million dollars. You're worth whatever someone's going to pay for you. But the key is. The clause in the contract that says you can still work and still get all your money. The Frank Reg deal, meaning you can get hired by ESPN or anybody else and still get your paycheck. The Jimbo Fisher deal. Because that used to not be the way. You couldn't double dip. If you went and got another job, it would offset your, your salary to the team. But now, all these coaches from college to pro, it's that little clause they have that if you're fired, you still get your money despite getting your money for the other team. Literally, when you put that pin in the paper and Ben Johnson will find this out, yeah. it's like Lincoln Riley found out at USC. It doesn't matter anymore. He's already paid, and he will be paid. Once you put your, your name on there, you Frank Reich it, man. You did. You're, you're good to go forever. Cash forever, man. You're good to go forever. Jimbo Fisher did. You're good to go forever. So he knows he's about to get that uh, golden ticket, that lottery golden ticket of just signing your name. Be as good as you want or fire. Frank Reich, hey, fire me. I don't care. Okay, we did. Okay, we'll still pay me. They have to. Very few jobs on this planet where being fired is the worst case scenario is like, oh man, I got fired from my job and you're Jimbo and you get 75 million bucks. Just or to Frank Wright just collecting for more. Did you give us teams. one for all 32? Did I miss it? Huh? Did no. you give us a take? What's your hot take, Bink? The hot take? 10 seconds or less. What was your NFL take? My NFL take is the wrong team is favored. I mean, they're five and a half point favorites for San Francisco. What's one of the second time Lamar Jackson has been the underdog? One was in Kansas City, and Kansas City ended up covering mm. against Lamar the Jackson back they're in the best 2018. Team in the NFL. Why wouldn't they be an underdog? Because five and a half is way too many points for the Niners. True. They're top five in both. They're fourth in offense, number one in defense, scoring defense and offense. The Ravens are legit. I know they've had their injuries, but five and a half points, way yeah. too much, way mm. too much disrespect for the Ravens. I hate the fact the Ravens feel like they're disrespected. I hate when a team feels that way. Especially we need when they're good. We need San Francisco to beat the Baltimore Ravens. Put them in Don't the place give them motivation. No. And they were given motivation. I'll be a little more afraid of them if they're able to beat the 49ers on Monday. When we come back, Binkley was looking at the divisional race and the Chiefs' chance to win it coming up on Monday. But when you start looking around the rest of the league, just how much more impressive that is. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. There's been going much more traditional Christmas music with the pop music versus like, I don't know, Christmas and Hollis or... Poppy Christmas, you know? Maybe you can get like a Kelly Clarkson song or something. I'm a traditional person. You know what? Oh. How, how about that? I'll, I'll, I'll get you a Kelly Clarkson. I, the only, I like the Mariah Carey All I Want for Christmas is You, but I That's feel That's a great like, song. I mean, my, my, my wife is tired of the Christmas. She likes Christmas music, but she's tired of certain songs that just get completely, o- completely overplayed. Does and Taylor Swift have a Christmas album? I don't know. If she doesn't, she probably should. I feel like that would, God, she would, just, that would be. She'd just get rich. Do you have one, Cody? Do I have a Christmas album? Yeah. No, honestly. You've got a lot of albums. Of all the songs I've done, I don't think I've ever done a Christmas song. You should do one before we're out. Before today? Oh, before we're done today? Well, wow. I'm talking uh, live. It's a tough ask. I'm talking live. Um, what would I talking write? live. What would I Find the write? instrumental for it and you sing it. What would I write it? Oh, like, like karaoke? Or just, just totally lyrics. Just live, just live. Don't and and, and just, just like just improvised a, lyrics. Or whatever you do, whatever I, do I get like ten minutes to write lyrics? Well, it's fine if you want to do lyrics, or just do the ones that go naturally with it. Oh, okay. So, so you're talking like karaoke? The real ones, the real yeah. Can, like it, karaoke. can it be about the Chiefs wide receivers? You and it's just talking about how they're all Rasheed Rice is essentially Rudolph in this situation because the rest of them stink. Can't do the job. Can't fly the sleigh. Just rice. It would be so funny if, if the Chiefs did happen to. Oh, Anthony Miller, this would be perfect for Winter Wonderland. But you can do the job while you're in town, Anthony Miller. You, <laughs> you can do the job while while you're in town because nobody else can. I was just thinking, like you've got Tony and Richie, and you know, I'm just gonna go through the guys who can't get the job. Or Kadir's Tony uh, was ran over by a reindeer walking <laughs> home from our house Christmas Eve. Uh, you may say there's no such thing as Santa, but as for the Chiefs fans, they believe. I'm sure I can get it done that quick. I've, I, you know, <laughs> that, what? that is a tough ask. I uh, look. The quickest turnaround I ever had on this is when I wrote some Fifty Cent lyrics for um, when get he the was JJ in Piccola town, interview but, to work on it. But I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know where those are. Um, mm. We uh, we looked for those once. I think they were deleted in the Great Purge of 2022. I mean, Kelsey's got one. Um, Kelsey Brothers, they sing. Yeah, yeah, they do. The Fairy Tale of Philadelphia. Yeah. I could probably, you know what? I should have rewritten that yes. specifically for Kansas City. Very Kansas City. That was a missed opportunity, you know? Missed opportunity. Binkley, you were looking at the divisional race like we were yesterday, and the Chiefs with a win on Monday will win their eighth straight division. It'll be the second longest streak in NFL history. An impressive feat. But when you started looking at the rest of the league, it made it, it felt even more impressive to you based on how it usually it, works. It did because the NFL is so cyclical. I mean, they schedule everybody from the division. They all play the same teams from the same AFC or they play the same reciprocal from the NFC, except for two extraneous games the way it used to be. And now, obviously, with the 17th game, it could be uh, anywhere. We don't have the formula on that. As you play the uh, team that finished where you did, what, three years ago, when you played them, where that ends up. But you get the same amount of money. You get the same from the league. And to be that consistent, where it's only happened in the NFL one time, and it was the greatest dynasty we've ever seen, the Patriots, yeah. and all of a sudden the Chiefs. And that was so, two dynasties. They didn't even win a bunch of Super Bowls no. that entire time. They just kept winning the division. Th- through 2019, they won 11 straight times in a row. Then there was a break in between there. But the Rams in the 70, like 73 to 79, the Rams had won seven in a row. It's where the Chiefs sit with seven in a row. Yeah. But to do it eight straight times in this climate, in the climate that says harder. we're going to even things out. We're going to even things out. And you've got to figure out a way to win it. But the fact that the Chiefs, Andy Reid, can't sniff Coach of the Year, and he should, because I'm telling you, Stefanski from Cleveland, probably up there close to winning it again this year, which means you have to be bad before you're good. Andy Reid would rack up Coach of the Year's if they were bad. The thing is, they weren't bad. Like, had no. they just won four games last year, he'd be up for Coach of the Year this year. Even with this team right now, he'd be up for Coach of the Year. Because that's become glorified, you sucked, and then you're good the next year. There's no prizes for someone that has consistency. 
the eight straight. And the fact that he last time he won coach of the year was 2002 with the Eagles is laughable because it's so difficult to do it. How difficult is it? No one's done it but one guy, Belichick. They also happen to be one and two in the National Football League in well, postseason he, wins ever, which is no surprise. Also, when they matched up against each other, there's more wins than any two coaches that have ever fared off, fared against each other and played last weekend when Belichick played Andy Reid. But to win it eight straight times, I do think we take it for granted. That's why I asked Pete Sweeney, who had that amazing do. stat. The Chiefs only won it eight times, and everybody else had won it 15 until 2015, then boom, game on. But to consistently doing it, whether you're good, whether you have to coaching, because I think this is, I think last year was Andy Reid's best coaching job, to be quite honest with you. I do. It was a great player. coaching job. Because they had the third he most rookie starts of anybody mm-hmm. last year. And won a Super Bowl in spite of that. When you go back and you look at these other teams who did it too, with the exception of the Patriots, who obviously deserve it, the Rams, who had won seven in a row, dude, that team had like five Hall of Famers on it. And you know why they got to keep five Hall of Famers on it the entire time? There was no free agency. It was a fearsome force of Deacon there Jones. Was no, there was no salary cap. When the Minnesota Vikings won their sixth trade, it was the 70s. There was no salary cap. There was no, like there wasn't a real salary cap. There was no free agency. The Steelers, when they won sixth, no free agency. The Brat sixth, no free Like the only two teams to do it in modern football, modern football, as in, Everybody has an equal playing field and we're all playing for the same thing. And there's all the teams, but because that's the other part of this too, Bink, bigger divisions, more teams, less talent to go around, which means it's spread out. It's thinner are the Patriots and the chiefs. And the chiefs did that for a few years with Alex Smith, the Patriots run of 11 straight years. That was all Brady and Belichick. Their streak ended when Tom Brady went down and they lost the division because Matt Castle started, they won 10 games and they came up a game short. I just keep hearing that stat. Whenever they're showing NFC East games like Philadelphia or Dallas, and you only see that stat up there, and we've seen it for years, this is the 18th year they've had 18 different winners in a division. Think about that. The NFC East has had 18 different winners the last two decades, but yet the Chiefs are on the cusp of doing it eight straight times. And it feels, it like, no, and it feels it like nobody cares. What's, what's wild about it is, to your point, is that nobody seems all that impressed because we've all just penciled it in. Sure, we on this station will make fun of the talking heads. It'll be like, this is the Chargers year. Just you wait till Sean Payton gets his hand on Russell Wilson. That's right. There were three weeks to go. Mike clinched the division, okay? Like, they're not going to have to wait till the end of this damn thing. They beat the Raiders on Monday, and it's done. It's a lock. We're but over to it. win it. Eight straight times, second in history, and it's who knows when it stops. Who knows if, if the Patriots are in sight with 11 straight. That easily could happen. If, uh, Who's going to take on it the away Chargers if they get the right head coach? Or, uh, as Kelsey said, hire some jabroni, which we don't know. The Chargers have been great at hiring the wrong guy. Like This is something they've excelled at is hiring the wrong head coach, and hopefully that continues. Denver, I mean, Russell Wilson just got chewed out by Sean Payton. Yeah, I know Denver had a nice little streak there, six, seven, where they won. But how good are they? They keep getting destroyed. They got destroyed uh, the other night by Detroit. They had seventy put on them by Miami. How good deep down is that team really at this point? Yes, they beat the Chiefs with the quarterback that had the flu. Granted, they beat a sixteen-game streak. Congratulations to Denver. But to win your division eight straight times, you can't do anything eight straight times. You can't have eight Christmases, Cody, where your wife is like. I just love every gift he gave me. No. You might have good years. I feel good about this year. I thought last year was a little weaker for me. But you Um, can't have eight where they say, wow, wow, Cody, that was was incredible. You can't have eight straight years where you say, man, man, that is so tough to do, especially, like you said, free agency is different. Get who you want. Spend what you want. Same salary cap, everything to do it. Eight straight times. Unreal. The text line is already writing lyrics for me, by the way. Rasheed, the Chiefs receiver, had some very shiny plays. It only took Andy way too long to let him play. You know, like that version, right? We could have written this thing. If I had thought this through, I maybe would have gotten it done. I apologize for being so late in the game. You know, if uh, not just the divisional rink, you know, if they win. So if they win the division on Monday, we know the streak. Eight straight title. That'd be that'd be nine. That'd be nine. Uh, playoff appearances in a row as well. You know, that's the second most in NFL history, nine straight playoff appearances. The fact that uh, ever the since only teams Reed, with more yeah. would be Cowboys and Colts. That would have been during their run in the 90s, the Cowboys and the Peyton Manning run with the Colts during their their Hall of Fame guy, and then the Patriots at 11. That same divisional streak was their playoff appearance streak too. 
The Chiefs are only two. If they win on Monday, they're only two years away from tying the NFL record for consecutive playoff appearances. And we're down on this team. I get it. It's because we're used to them being so much better than the rest of the AFC that none of these things were in question. But they can win their division essentially with no questions, right? Two games to go, locked up. That's as good as anyone in the NFL. And then with a, you know, with the right luck, they could be a game away from the AFC Championship game, in which they've hosted five consecutive times. In the Raiders, They're an unprecedented streak. They really are. No, they really are. And the Raiders have given them fits. Andy Reid has had one year he didn't make the playoffs. 2014 team. Yeah. And let's not forget how good he is. How many? Did they win nine games that year? Nine and seven. Nine and seven, yeah. But they were seven and three when they played the Raiders. Raiders were 0 and 10. The Raiders beat the Chiefs. Missed the playoffs. Yikes. Yeah, and then the Chiefs kind of went to tailspin. Let's not forget 2015, what they were one of five to start the season, but ended up coming back, and no one really paid attention to it because the Royals were were on their run. Tough year to be to to come back. But your worst record with the franchise is nine and seven, and let's not forget the fact he took over the 2013 team that started nine and zero. After picking number one on the clock. So they missing the season in year two. two. So missing the playoffs in year two doesn't seem like crazy when you're like, he took over the number one overall pick, took them to the playoffs. And then the second year, little step back, nine and seven, got to seven and three. Things fell a little short for him. Oops. And then has made the postseason and won the division literally every year since. Remember that how bad this team was in 2012? Remember just how bad it was? Yeah, man. It was the worst. You had the whole the Javon Beltran thing. You had the booing of Castle. You had all that. It was really bad. You had no leads through nine weeks of the season. You're being compared to the 1927 Buffalo Bison, which, by the way, Brian Dable was the illustrious offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs when they did not hold the lead nine weeks of the season. He was the OC? He was, yeah, the, he was. He was the OC. Brian Street is deep. Industry is deep. He's making Tommy DeVito look semi-decent. He's got a new outside agent now. Random question. For you, Bink. For you, Drew. Over in the text line, 913-586-7610. And, of course, on our streams, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, you can watch us on video. Some people, every time, like, someone new on video, Bink, they're like, I'm not sure that that's what I thought Bink looked like. I'm like, I don't know. I think Bink Lee looks exactly, exactly how he sounds. He's one of the few people on the planet to be like, yeah, that's Bink. <laughs> What do you mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> I think what they're did expecting you expect a fatter Bink- version. What do they expect? No. This, you're Binkley. This is you. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, man. I don't know. You're dipping in the corner. Someone yeah. saw you take an energy drink earlier. You're yeah. Bink. Yeah. You're covering all the, the tropes. Check I know the this boxes. is going to be a tough one for you in particular, Bink, because I know you don't watch a lot of TV or movies. <laughs> but we'll get the answer for other people, and you might have an answer still anyway. The question I have today, because we're almost at the end of the year, this feels like a good time for a, a, a recap one, Drew. I want to know your favorite show you started this year. Doesn't mean it had to premiere this year. This is perfect. But favorite show you started in the calendar year 2023 is the answer I'm looking for. I think I have two, but I'll take yours first, Drew. What do you got? Designated Survivor on Designated uh, Survivor. It is a very good show. I'm still. uh, I remember the premise. It was like Keith Sutherland is like third in line. He's the Speaker of the House or something, and everybody dies in the Capitol. He is. The 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 in charge of human development. Oh, it's he, even lower he, than he's that. Very okay. low, but he somehow got picked to be the designated survivor. of uh, The Capitol building. Uh, somebody yeah. set a bomb in the Capitol building. It goes off. So now, and then all of a sudden, he's the president. He, all of a sudden, he becomes the president, and it's this journey of. It's really interesting because all of the things that have happened within this one season or within a year of him being president are are just insane it's like one problem is solved another comes up problem solved another comes up but i watched 24 again, a lot with him when i was younger it is tv but it is a very good show and designated I'm, uh, I'm survivor it. it's on Nick, netflix have you started a new show this year one okay. a single show uh, several actually oh okay nice what's your answer but they're not like shows like in a sense that's that you fine think a show. someone says the franchise i don't care I, I, I watched that but i finished the quarterback the quarterback okay. series i watched every one of those um Smithsonian Channel. I don't know if you ever watch it. I've seen stuff on this. But they have a show mm-hmm. called My, Mighty Mighty Trains. Mighty Trains? And Air Disasters. Like, I watch all that stuff. Or Mighty Cruise Ships. Like, I watch anything <laughs> Mighty or Air Disasters. And now, yeah, I don't want to fly now. But, get, uh, but Air Disasters and then the Mighty Trains, where they take trains all over the world. Just different trains that people you're getting, take. You're getting old, Bank. You're getting I, old when the show that you're the most excited about in 2023 is about trains. But uh, you know what? There's a cruise ship one, too. It's, in, it's cool. It's cool. No judgment on the show you yeah. like. That's fine. It's great. Text line There's says amazing drama about it. You know, someone says they watched Amazing Race for the first time. The old season Suits mm. on Prime. That was a last year or two years ago show for me. That was a few years back that I watched Suits and I did enjoy it. I think mine these the two for me this year are either Silo. 
a show I don't think anybody else watched on the planet, which was on Apple oh. TV. I like those dystopian shows. Okay. And so it's a dystopian show on Apple TV in which these people live in like a giant underground silo and the things that kind of occur as a result of this. That one was it. And one I have not even finished yet, but I'm on like season two that I never watched its entire time that it was on TV. I only recently started watching it. It's been one of my favorite shows to watch all this year. Shameless. Really? Never, never watched it when it was live. Very good. Degenerative behavior, Binkley. You'd like it. Very, <laughs> I, very good show. I've never, never watched any of The Bachelor Bachelorette says I never watched them. But I did find myself occasionally watching that one. The Golden that, Bachelor? No, no, not the Golden Bachelor. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I could be that guy, right? I could, I could be the Golden Bachelor. But the one where they're all like on that beach and they all like have sex with each other and they pick which one. They take all the Bachelor oh, contestants yeah, yeah, yeah. and lost. Bachelor in Paradise? Yeah, they put them on a yeah. beach and then they all like just they'll be tied with somebody. Then boom, they just switch to somebody else. It's like musical chairs with uh, with lovers. Do you think there's some interest in that? Do you think your description of what uh, the description that you just gave should be the official description for Bachelor in Paradise? They have sex on a beach. Well, they still have sex on the beach. Uh, all of them. It's every single one of them. No, it's I, I, I know, I know. I'm just saying. It's a great show. Because it's like, who's gonna do who this week? Get on there. He's like, drink. Like, he's totally uh, going to go for her. Cash Out Gaming on Twitch says reached on Prime or Reacher. Sorry, on Prime. I did. I mm. have started that. Reacher's very good. I've started that. I feel like that didn't count because I, I watched it originally. I'm saying a show I had not seen yet this year. 785, Gen V, Reacher, Full Swing. I did pick that up this year, too, and really, really liked it. Those And Gen V, I don't know if you, again, if you just like absurdity comedy, very good for that purpose. Someone says, I started watching Girl Meets World. It's been off of Boy Meets World. I want to start Reacher. Those are two absolutely, completely different television shows. I don't think I could I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could watch Girl Meets World now, and I watch nothing but Boy Meets World like every other kid before school. I don't well, think I, I could watch that. I did watch the show Turn. It's about the American Revolution. They show Turn. I watched it like every episode. Oh, yeah, the AMC show? Yeah, I, I didn't see that. Was it good? Yeah, it was. I, I okay. actually watched every single. I thought it'd be bigger huh. than it was, but I was like, because I wanted to be hip, you know. I wanted to watch something that maybe other people were watching. <laughs> From the nine one three, welcome have to Rexham. Discussions, you know, I have real discussions about one. it. Yeah, welcome to Rexham. I did watch that for the first time this year as well. It was very entertaining. Um, my wife, but I didn't watch the first. I never caught the first season. She had watched it without me, and then she was watching it. And so I caught a good chunk of the second season. Very good. I should probably go back and and watch that. Oh, I watched the twenty twenty three Chiefs. Each week, yeah. every week. Uh, I guess it's a show, yeah. I mean, I don't think I count. This week. is just a new uh, I, season. New episode this is, against the Raiders. This is not yeah. a new show. This is just a new <laughs> season of the Chiefs. Completely different. That'd be like if you had watched all the seasons of Succession. I just like, I don't oh. care how old it is. What is the show you started in 2023 that you're like, right. that's the one? Here's one. Since it's a Christmas season, did you ever see the, the Great Light Fight hmm. on ABC? They've, yeah. they've shown it for years, but they'll pick like three or four houses in an hour. I think four houses. And they go around the country. People that like totally deck out their houses, like Christmas lights everywhere. And then at the end, they get 50 grand to the winner. Mm. The great Christmas light fight. That is a series that I did watch. There was uh, like five different days of episodes. Uh, but that is something I watched to the end. I guess there's one thing that I, another show that I've started that my wife and I actually started watching. Very, very old. Okay. The Flintstones. The Flintstones. We love the Flintstones. Guys just great. hanging out on Saturday mornings eating cereal? No, we, don't, the we, Flintstones? we do not eat cereal while we watch. Otherwise, that would add to the experience. But I'm yeah, about the sex, trains, and, uh, and uh, Revolutionary War. From the 913, started watching Santa Clarita Diet, raising hope, surprised at how both funny were. Santa Clarita Diet was really funny. I was kind of disappointed it got, uh, it got cut. 913, The Righteous Gemstones, a show I really do want to watch but haven't started. You going to watch the Jetsons I, next? Mm. Uh, we watched a little bit of the Jetstones, but uh, we we Jetstones. Hi, your friend. Jetsons, Flintstones. That's fine. Hi, your Fred. The Jetstones would be cool though. We'll get there. That's you it. Like, like Fred or Barney? Uh, I like Barney because I you know, I impersonate the voice a little bit more with him than than than, than Fred. Plus, oh. oh, this is the thing. They were made in the '60s, correct? I think, if I remember, at the Flintstones. Yeah, probably. Way ahead of their time. Yeah, I was born in 1995, so I'm going you, way back. What are you watching those on? Uh, they have it on um on Max. Oh, interesting. I guess I, I wouldn't have known. Meet the Flintstones. Kudos. 
When we come back, that's my random question of the day. Thank you, Bingley. <laughs> Thank you, Drew. When we come back, I guess we maybe we should get Drew's Barney impression. We'll give him a whole break to <laughs> think. Oh, my gosh. All right. <laughs> when we come back, if you missed our conversation earlier with Royals general manager J.J. Piccolo, I thought he gave us a lot of great insight to how their offseason went. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.